Metu Netter, Volume 3, The Key to Miracles. Chapter 7, The Goal of Life, Success, and Miracles. Beginning on page 141. Becoming a God person on earth in the Pout Neteru. Becoming a God person is the goal of spiritual development. Its major side effect is success on earth. How does one become a God person? To answer this question, we must take a look at the spiritual quest of the majority of people. Imagine that you have been given a host of electronic and mechanical components with instructions on various ways that they can hook up with each other. But you were not told that these components are parts of an airplane, and even if you were told, you would not know what an airplane was. Let's suppose you never heard of one nor seen one. So you get busy putting things together and getting different effects. But since you do not know what whole the parts represent, nor do you have the ability to understand what the whole looks like and what it does, and to top it off, you do not have a blueprint, you spend several incarnations tinkering with these components. The above is a good analogy for the spiritual approach of most people. They have been given many spiritual teachings to bring into their lives, but without a clear understanding of what goal they are pursuing and what the whole, the finished product looks like and what it does. Can the elements of spiritual development be organized as you would a curriculum for the study of medicine so that there is a clear knowledge of what is a doctor and when can one be certified as such? Is there any closure to the spiritual works? Some people have been led astray by the truism that there is never an end to learning. Thus, there is no closure. They believe in the work of spiritual development. A doctor never stops learning. Yet, there is a point at which one does become a doctor. Becoming a God person is the goal of spirituality. The components of man's divine nature are the 11 spheres of influence in his or her being and the nine neteru that compose his or her spirit. The pout neteru of Ausar is the blueprint of man's divine nature. The work of spiritual development is twofold. On one hand, it entails the awakening and development of the divine faculties, and on the other, it is based on the detachment of self-consciousness, will, from the not-self, the spirit. It is a work of cultivation and identification and not of worship. The nine Neteru archangels of the Ausar Pout are the re rep reciprocity of the laws Ma'at of God. Their cultivation results in the ability to intuit the divine laws and to apply them in daily living. Angels are described as messengers. What message do they bring? They are the sources from which the laws that govern life are received. Their messages are the laws of God, the words of God, the metu netur. Keep in mind that we have one a blueprint, two, a definite number of laws that influence our lives, 
11, and 3, a definite number of divine faculties to perfect 9, completing, perfecting the development of your 9 faculties that you have, that you may intuit the 11 laws that govern your life, and detaching yourself from not-self is the basis of your spiritual curriculum. Becoming a God person is your graduation degree. You earn a GM or GWI, and what that does, a and what does a God man or God woman look like in the world? A God person looks like the divine law and all that they do in life. Their thoughts, emotions, conduct, and actions are all embodiments of the eleven laws of God. This is the foundation of the true self-image of man, man's true self-image. The first half of the 20th century, the concepts of self-image, psychology made somewhat of a splash in the world of behavioral science. A lot was said, but nothing stuck. The basic principle revolved on the idea that the manner in which a person sees himself determines his way of thinking, feeling, and acting, therefore the success or failure in his life. It was clearly a notch above the school of positive thinking. Before you give a person, quote, positive ideas or truisms to affirm, you must make sure that the person has a positive image of self. The problem with the system was that it offered no effective means of assisting some persons to transcend a negative self-image that had taken root as a result of certain types of trauma or failures. The gurus of self-imagery failed to realize that the problem resided in the human identity that people held. A human, earth man, is by definition and description a being that is essentially limited in the ability to know, to be, and to do. There was no understanding that these limitations were not essential but attendant to the spiritual infancy that all men must go through. These limitations were meant to be transcended through spiritual education. The self-imagery guru tied, tried to make parrots lecture by repeating affirmations. They crystallized man in his human nature, yet expected him to perform miracles, the prerogative of, God, of a God. The manifestation of God through man is the source of miracles. The manifestation of God through man is the source of miracles. Only the Spirit of God can rise above physical mandates, and only the Word of God can mobilize its spirit. The self-image of man is that of a God person as detailed in the pout of Ausar. If a man is given the following, his sensual and emotional dictates, it would be correct to say that he is the likeness of an animal. If a man's behavior is characterized by humanitarian ideals, then it would be, to, would be accurate to say that she is the likeness of humanitarianism. 
If a man's behavior is based on a divine standard, then it would be correct to say that his behavior is the likeness of God. An examination of self-image psychology will show that the self-image was defined around the manner of conduct. Our actions and reactions to life's challenges are based on your self-image, which in turn is based on the image of man that your culture has be bequeathed to you. While many scriptures claim a divine self-image for man, they contradict themselves and defeat the purpose by the details in their techniques that portrays man as a human at best and sinful by nature at worst. To illustrate the point, let's take the master law of comedic religion. It is the law of Amen, which states that the essential emotional state of man is in is inner peace. According to this law, peace is the natural and correct response to all adversities in life. Its opposite is the indulgence in sensuality and emotion, lust, fear, anger, etc. I am, therefore, the likeness of God. In those instances in which my response and peace as opposed to lust, anger, fear, which are attributes of the animal part of being. Many religious promote many religions promote inner peace as a greater good, yet fail to position it as the natural everyday response to all of life's challenges. Anger, etc., is excused as long as it is the in moderation. We will take a detailed look at the laws in future chapters. The essential point to understand is that the only manifestation in the world that exemplify God are the laws. The essential point to understand is that the only manifestation in the world that exemplifies God are the laws. The 11 laws of God and Pout Neturu are the forces that create and manage the world. They are the architects and the architecture of perfect order, peace, harmony, and the enablers of the power of God. The man that manages to live according to the 11 laws of God will therefore be the likeness of God in conduct, wisdom, and spiritual power, hence in his or her achievements. Spiritual Graduation it was said that the spiritual education involves a cir- curriculum that is based on a finite number of tasks to be accomplished. There are 11 laws that must be installed as guides to living and nine faculties to be awakened and developed. Similarly, there is a divine, a, dif- a definite way of knowing what to do to accomplish the task and when it is done. The divine faculties are awakened and developed through rituals and meditations. The progress of the work was monitored through the rituals of the 42 declarations of not having sinned, the weighing of the heart and words, and the realization of divinity was revealed in the quality of life of the person. To know truth, you have to live it. The ability to live a sin-free life was a clear reality to the Kamau. 
Understanding the role that living by divine law plays in man's life makes this easy to understand. The 11 laws, which are abstract statements, were elaborated into 42 concrete statements that were used to declare one's freedom from sin. To hide the fact that the Kamal held such a lofty spiritual standard reserved only for Jesus, for example, and the Christian tradition, Mithra in the Persian, Krishna in the Hindu, Egyptologists corrupted the title of the declarations as negative confessions. If I declare that, quote, I have not indulged anger, I am clearly not confessing as confession involves by definition the idea of guilt. I am declaring my innocence and the form I have not as opposed to I did not goes to the point that the freedom from sin is an ongoing and indefinite state of being as opposed to a one-time act. The declarations were done nightly in a state of trance. In this state of consciousness, the critical functions of being is a, is wakened, is weakened or disarmed to allow the full function of conscience. You cannot lie to your conscience. If you lie that you have not committed a particular sin, your conscience will betray you and condemn you. The trance state will prevent you from rationalizing the sin away. Once you have piled up at least a year or two of justification from your conscience, you will discover a growing connection with God, growing in wisdom and spiritual power. Miracles will begin to happen. Once you have piled up at least a year or two of justification from your conscience, you will discover a growing connection with God, growing in wisdom and spiritual power. Miracles will begin to happen. You can now get a better understanding of sin. From the comedic perspective, it is not enough to have a definition of sin and to not commit certain sins. We must have a way of identifying all sins. This is important for the fact that a God person is one who is free of sins. To sin is to break a law of God. Breaking the law separates you from God and diminishes the viability of your personal faculties. Obey the law and your faculties work as they should and you achieve union with God. The fact that there are 11 gods and not an infinite number, the fact that there are 11 laws and not an infinite number is one of the most potent contributions of commit to man's spiritual quest. The realization of divinity rests on the ability to declare that, quote, I know that I am free of sin is a true statement, quote, ma zuru. It is not enough to say that I have not committed this or that sin. You must declare that you are free of sin. Such a position requires the possession of knowledge of all possible categories of sin. The pout neteru is the, quote, picture or blueprint of God's and man's entire being. 
All faculties and behavioral expressions are categorized on one of the eleven neturu of the pout. The weighing of the heart and of words, the three judgments. For a person to say that she is a God woman is a huge claim. It requires objective verification. We must keep in mind that divine realization is not for the purpose of being worshipped as a God by other men and women. It is the failure to understand this fact that caused Egyptologists to miss the meaning of the thousands of copies of mortuary records in which the, quote, deceased declared his or her divinity through the attainment of freedom from sin. The attainment of divinity was not for the sole purpose of going to heaven after death. It was for the purpose of living successfully on earth and in beyond, whatever lies ahead. It's just another way of stating that one has attained to be successful, has attained to a successful way of life. You are living in a continuum of peace, joy, and sooner or later, all of your lawful intentions are realized. To will to achieve a goal and to know that it will come to pass requires that your faculties are functioning optimally and that you have God's help. The mental dialogue goes something like this, quote, I know that my marriage will become harmonious and healthy because I know that my faculties are in a harmonious state and I have secured God's help because I am free of sin. Let's do the math. If freedom from sin does not uplift your faculties and unite you with God, then we must shut down all holy books and places and join in with the atheists and roll some dices to see what chance holds for our future. How does one know an objective event that one is free of sin? There is an objective witness and judge in every man's spirit. It is conscious, outside. The sages of Kemet have given the world a most powerful tool to use in the quest for spiritual perfection. It is the ritual of the weighing of the heart and of words. If you stole something and declare that you have not stolen your conscience, will refute you. It will enter a guilty judgment against you. you will accuse, it will accuse you of being a thief and a liar. You may not need the judgment, but you cannot escape it. It acts independently of your will. This is the judgment that all religions address in their doctrine of the end of, in, of, the end of days. It is true that when a person dies, he is judged by his conscience. It is folly to wait until you die to see what judgment will be offered against you. When the witness and judge is at hand every moment of your life, if you engage the judge in your life at every turn of you your day, make a deliberate effort to listen to your consciousness, consciousness warnings. You will make rapid progress in your quest for spiritual perfection. You will reap the rewards just not after death, but in a life of success on earth as you achieve your goals with the added resources of the spirit 
You will support your technical knowledge of finances with your power of working miracles. Did someone say magic? As for the end of days, you should not worry. It is simply a fanciful way of referring to the end point of a cycle and the beginning of another. This happens in a minor way every night at midnight and in a major way at the winter solstice each year. It is then that the souls of everyone, the living and the people that have died after the last winter solstice are judged. By the way, your conscience, when purified from the corruptions of your culture, will be seen to be Ausar. A verdict of freedom from sin for the period from mid-February to December 24th midnight, the winter solstice results in a major transfiguration of the soul of a person. This transfigured soul was known in comedic spirituality as Haru Pa Kurt, Haru the Kret. Kret. In the next chapter, we will see that the attributes of the netter was co-sealed with the attributes of Ausar to create the attributes of the Christ. In Kemet, the realizations of this great milestone of spirituality was the goal of every initiate. Kemet was better off for it. It was the source of the wealth and longevity of Kemet. The world would be better off when all men make it their goal in life. There are, therefore, three sets of judgment in life. The verse set is the nightly judgments that the initiate prescribes for himself in order to purify the soul. The second set is the judgment that occurs every winter. Soul stays. A verdict of innocence is followed by the ability to tap into the resources of the divine spirit and the efforts to achieve one's goal. The unenlightened will conclude that your accomplishments are miraculous or magical. You will know, of course, that all has been accomplished through strict adherence to the law. The third judgment occurs after death. Here ends the reading on page 151.